strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. All right, this is better now. Now we're cooking. Ed's here taking care of the music. We're good. <laughs> All right, I'm Barry Markson in for Broomhead. Thanks for being here, everybody. Uh, boy, oh boy, lots going on today. Coming up at 11 o'clock live here on KTAR, we will have the January 6th final hearing. Uh, they're going to make criminal referrals of the former president to the Justice Department, among other things, uh, including, by the way, uh, uh, this is what's been reported, they're going to refer several congressmen, including our own Andy Biggs, uh, to uh, the Ethics Committee in the House uh, because of his failure to uh, failure to testify in front of the hearing and other things. And by the way, Andy Biggs, you want to talk, everybody was talking about... Um, uh, Katie Hobbs that she wouldn't she wouldn't debate uh, in the gubernatorial race. Guess who else didn't debate? Uh, Andy Biggs. Andy Biggs uh, in a hugely Republican district that he should have run away with refused to debate uh, and now refused to testify. And it just makes me keep asking the question: What is Andy? What is Andy Biggs hiding from? What is he hiding? I'm I'm just uh, I'm just always shocked by that. Uh, but I want to bring you up to date on what's happening in Arizona election lawsuits because we had four of them filed here in Arizona. Uh, one uh, the Carrie Lake lawsuit. That's the one we're obviously we're watching very closely. The motion to dismiss Carrie Lake's election lawsuit is going on right now. We'll continue to provide updates for you here on KTR. I'll have them for you live. We'll have them for you during the news. Uh, and we will, of course, let you know as soon as the court makes a decision on whether Carrie Lake's election suit will be dismissed or not. There were four election lawsuits in Arizona filed altogether. Uh, the first, uh, or not the first, but one was already dismissed. It was Mark Fincham's suit. You may remember Mark Fincham. Uh, he uh, ran, he was the, uh, <laughs> he said, He's a police officer from Michigan uh, who moved to Arizona and started going to the self-tanner and, uh, and wearing cowboy hats all the time. Uh, and he was an election denier. He was there on January 6th at the Capitol. Uh, he got Trump's endorsement and won the Republican nomination for secretary of state. And then he just lost huge in the election. He filed a lawsuit uh, that was... If I'm being kind, it was ridiculous, uh, and uh, it was dismissed. So the court dismissed the Mark Fincham suit on Friday after oral argument on that. Uh, his lawyer, during that oral argument, and this is something I've never seen in almost 30 years of practicing law, uh, his lawyer said during oral argument, uh, I could I could get disbarred for filing this. I mean, that <laughs> that's not something you say in front of the judge. So it, it was just an amazing thing. The judge did the right thing there and dismissed that lawsuit. There was no evidence to back up the outlandish claim. Uh, in the in the Fincham suit, uh, Arizona election law is relatively clear. There's been case law on it. it you know what you have to do, uh, and yet they keep filing these suits. So Fincham's done. Uh, another suit was filed that we haven't really talked about. Sonny, a guy named Sonny Borelli, who's a state senator out of uh, out of Mojave County, he filed a lawsuit, uh, and the oral argument for that was also last week. And I will have to tell you, it was it was hilarious. The judge in that one, the first thing you have to do when you file a lawsuit, I don't care what it is, uh, whether you got hit by a car and there's a car accident or it's a breach of contract or an election case. If you file a lawsuit against somebody, you have to serve the lawsuit. You have to give them notice that you've sued them. That's how this works. That's how they know they have to show up. They didn't serve the lawsuit. I mean, just thing number one, law school 101, serve the lawsuit and didn't do it. So they get there and the judges, the judge said, you didn't serve the defendants that they're not here. 
what, what, what do you expect me to do? Uh, and the judge dismissed that ridiculous lawsuit as well. Now, the judge in uh, the Fincham case, and I'm not sure about the Borelli case, uh, invited the defendants to request sanctions, invited the defendants to file a motion for sanctions, whether it be Rule 11 or otherwise, because these defendants had to hire lawyers uh, and have lawyers spend time and money uh, to get ready to defend these things. It's it's real when you file a lawsuit like this. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how the courts react to that, whether sanctions are issued. We've seen sanctions issued against Kerry Lake and Mark Fincham in a federal lawsuit that was filed before the election. Uh, th- those uh, Maricopa County has now put their attorney's fees out in a request for sanctions. It's over $140,000. We'll see what the judge does with that and whether more sanctions are issued in these uh, state cases with Fincham and Borelli. Two cases remain. So one is Abe Hamaday. Uh, he filed an election lawsuit. He is, ran for attorney general as a Republican. Chris Mays uh, is the Democrat. She won, uh, by, but only by 511 votes. His lawsuit, uh, Hamaday's lawsuit, and you might be this might confuse you if you're following him on Twitter at all. His lawsuit specifically says, it starts off, first line, uh, we are not alleging that there was any fraud, manipulation, or intentional wrongdoing in this election. Okay, right? I mean, that's that's... That's how you. That's good because they're so close. That election is so close that their suit is based on uh, real ballots that were not counted or counted. So there are provisional ballots that are not counted or not counted based on the investigation that the county does. Sometimes a provisional ballot could be somebody who voted twice and and didn't realize that they thought their first vote didn't count. I'm not saying anything illegal, but they thought their first vote didn't count, so they went and voted at another vote center. But their first vote did count, so they don't count the second one. It could be somebody who registered to vote late, but didn't realize it and went to vote anyway, and their vote will not count because they registered after the deadline. Provisional ballots, signature verifications. These, there's not a lot of things here, and it'll be interesting to see what the Hamaday uh, court does with that lawsuit. And then there's Carrie Lake's lawsuit, and this one, 70 pages, far-reaching, alleging intentional wrongdoing, fraud. Actually, doesn't allege fraud. I should take that back, uh, but alleging that Maricopa County did things on purpose to keep her from winning this election and demanding that she be named governor or that an entire new New election be had in, in Maricopa County, neither of which, by the way, is permitted under Arizona law. So very interesting. The motion to dismiss Carrie Lake's lawsuit is actually going on right now. And we're going to give you updates on that as it happens. We'll tell you how that how that's going to play out. In fact, right after the news here, we'll have that for you. Uh, but that's where we are. And then on top of that, we had Carrie Lake over the weekend speaking at an AmeriFest conference uh, and just saying some of the most vile, uh, disgusting things, uh, making what appear to be lightly veiled threats against Republican leaders, calling for Republican leaders in Maricopa County to be imprisoned, um, literally flipping off the media uh, and calling them. I mean, just the things that she's doing now. Are, are so dangerous. And yes, people will say, well, it's just words. It's just words. Okay. But we've seen violence from these words. There are people, and I see them on Twitter every day. Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Barry Marks and one. And all I keep saying to people when they say there was fraud or so the election was stolen or corruption, I say, show me the evidence of it. Show me the facts and the evidence. If it's there, let me see it. Let us all see it. And I, the names were called, the things that people are riled up by Carrie Lake and what these people are saying. And if we don't take this seriously, we don't take this rhetoric seriously as a community, uh, it could turn into something more. And I certainly hope it doesn't. But we have an inauguration coming up uh, of Katie Hobbs and the other Democrats who won these statewide elections in early January. And I hope to hope that we are not facing some sort of uh, violence uh, during that during that process. All right. Coming up, uh, speaking of 
Twitter. Elon Musk. Oh, my goodness. Elon Musk uh, put out one of his famous polls where he always says he follows the vote of the people. The people have spoken. Well, he asked the people, should I step down from running Twitter? We'll tell you the answer and what he's going to do next. I'm Barry Markson in for Broomhead. It's KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. All right, welcome back. It's the Mike Broomhead Show. I'm Barry Marks and filling in. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah to everybody who celebrates. That started last night. And, of course, uh, Christmas coming up in just a, just a few days here. It's a beautiful. i got to tell you, I love it when it's cold this time of year, right? I mean, this is such great weather. I mean, I don't need snow. I don't need to be scraping ice off my car and, and driving through slush and get my feet. I don't want any of that. But, but walking outside in the morning, you're like, holy moly, it's cold. I mean, that's I like that. That's It's a good little winter thing here for the holidays. Uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, just a quick update. The Cary Lake motion to dismiss oral argument is going on right now. We'll have updates for you. The uh, county, uh, Maricopa County's attorney is now arguing uh, that uh, she is, uh, <laughs> that basically what she's asking for can't happen and that there's nothing that she's saying uh, without evidence, by the way, uh, that would show, that would allow this the uh, election to be overturned or changed in any way. Um, and one thing that's coming out pretty clearly, uh, they're claiming there was a whole big giant conspiracy here, that this was all sorts of people were in on it to make sure Carrie Lake didn't win, and yet they have produced not one uh, email or uh, 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 email or text or uh, letter or anything, anything, testimony from a person, uh, anything to indicate a conspiracy this large uh, was was even possible or happening. So we'll, we'll continue to keep you up to date on that. Speaking of Twitter. Um, and this is uh, incredible. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, you know, he bought Twitter, $44 billion uh, for Twitter, which I think even he has acknowledged uh, was too much. Uh, and he puts out these, if you're, if you're on Twitter, uh, he puts out these little uh, polls every once in a while. So, for example, when he was trying to decide whether or not to bring, uh, to allow Donald Trump back on Twitter, uh, he put a poll out and, and the vote came back, uh, yes, uh, to bring Trump back. So he, as soon as the poll expires, uh, he sees that the results are published or, or public and he says, the people have spoken. That's what he says. And then, boom, Trump was admitted. So he did one of these over the weekend uh, where he asked the people, uh, should I step down as CEO? Should I, should I step down from managing Twitter? And uh, and said he'd follow it again. And guess what? The people have spoken. And overwhelmingly, uh, the people say Elon Musk should not should step down from running Twitter. <laughs> so uh, I don't know what he's going to do yet. Um in every one of these, when he does these, uh, believe it or not, uh, by the way, it was 57.5% uh, or so of the, of the people, the millions of people responding said he should step down. Um, in each of these so far, when he does these little polls, he has actually done what the vote said. Now, the vote was almost always in the direction he wanted things to be, so it worked out pretty well. Uh, I don't know what he does here. Um, this is not helping him, by the way. If you're Elon Musk, uh, this is not. I mean, he he went. He, it does not make him look good. It's not buying him friends. This is a guy who was lauded as one of the incredible geniuses and inventors of our time. He was the next Edison. Um, he invented, you know, not invented, but the you know, with the, with Tesla and SpaceX and the other things he's done. It's amazing, and now. 
um, he's not loved anymore. At least he is by a certain segment of society, I guess. Uh, but there's an awful. He went. He went to a, a Dave Chappelle uh, concert, a, a, a comedy show, and Chappelle brought him on stage at the end of the concert, and he was overwhelmingly booed by the audience. And that never used to happen. I mean, he was he was kind of a loved guy, and uh, this has changed that. So, and on top of that, uh, the value, the stock value of of uh, Tesla has has gone down. I think by half. I, I might have that off, but I mean, he's just losing money everywhere right now and you just have to wonder maybe this is his way to say you know what I, I don't want to be this center of attention like this anymore uh, I don't want to be in the middle of Twitter and he'll step back we'll see uh, we will see but uh, kind of an amazing thing to see the guy CEO of a company ask the, ask the world should I step down and, and so far pretty overwhelmingly the answer is yeah you're you're not very good at this uh, Elon um, coming up uh, Ron Wolfley is going to join us he's uh, of course uh, the Cardinals insider and he's going to be with us uh, here to talk about the mess that happened this Sunday and what the future for the Cardinals uh, brings the rest of this season and into the future. So we'll have uh, Wolf on us here uh, right after the news. Uh, and we'll continue to keep you up to date on what's happening uh, here locally uh, with the Arizona elections. We have two lawsuits pending. The Kerry Lake one is up today, that motion to dismiss being heard as we speak. Um, and I will tell you, uh, I don't think there's enough there to overturn this election. We'll see what the judge says. Uh, I know people were excited because uh, the judge had kind of set up for the future if if the judge does not grant these motions to dismiss, um, she has said that Carrie Lake's team can review 50 uh, mail-in ballots, 50 election day ballots. Uh, I don't know what they're looking for. Maybe it's the uh, the bamboo. I, I don't know uh, what 50 ballots is going to show them, uh, but they're going to be able to see random ballots produced by the county. Uh, but that only happens if the lawsuit survives today's motion to dismiss oral argument. So we'll continue to bring you up to date on that. And then uh, stay with us. The January 6th hearing is going to meet today. We're going to have that live for you on KTAR starting at 11 a.m. And they are going to make, for the first time in the history of our country, criminal referrals of a former president to the Justice Department. Never happened before. Lots to come on KTAR. Stay with us. I'm Barry Markson in for Brumet. Broomhead talks Cardinals with color analyst and former Cards fullback Ron Wolfley. Oh, my digging the chili of what the Cardinals are mixing up. Bird's Eye View, brought to you by AZ Valley Windows, Arizona's most trusted window replacement company since 2004. All right, welcome back, everybody. Barry Markson in for Broomhead, joined, of course, by uh, by Ron Wolfley. Wolf, uh, you know, normally it's an honor to have you on. I love having you on. And, but now you're just reminding me of what happened yesterday, which was uh, just 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 a, yet, yet another weekly debacle. I, I uh, it's what what what, are, what is happening with our Cardinals this year? Is it just a let the young guys play, let's see who we have kind of a thing? Is is that what we're going to see the rest of the year? Oh no, Barry. I mean, honestly, you're probably going to see that the rest of the year. Um, I wouldn't say by design; I would say by necessity. Yeah, you're going to see that uh, the Arizona Cardinals, for the most part, they have played more players in games than any other team in the National Football League. They've been an absolute mess. And self-inflicted wounds as well as inflicted wounds that happen because of the game of football and because people are hitting you and knocking you to the ground and 
suddenly you have an injury. They they have had some really, really bad luck, and of course, they have also brought a lot of it on themselves, and they would be the first ones to tell you that. Ron Wolfley joins us here on KTAR from uh, Cardinals Camp. So, so Wolf, let me ask you, I mean, you're right. Let, let's be fair. There's been a ton of injuries, uh, really never had the whole offense on the, the starting offense on the field at the same time all season long, uh, basically. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, though, because obviously you played football for a long time. You do this professionally. You're around the Cardinals. Uh, you know, we've heard some announcers this year uh, recall the Cardinals a dumpster fire, really kind of call out what they're, I will describe as a lack of effort. Um, I don't know that I'm seeing that, and I'm, I'm, I have been watching that hard knock show behind the scenes. It doesn't seem like that's what's going on. What, what are your thoughts on that? No, I think you're right on that, Barry. I would agree with you 100%. Uh, it's not lack of effort. They have had uh, some great effort in these games. Um, it's a situation where, again, they've lost 80% of their offensive line this season. Um, anytime your offensive line is in that kind of condition, it's very difficult for your skill, your talent to go out and actually play the way that they're capable of playing because your offensive line is go out and they have to go out and play well enough to allow your skill and your talent right. to go out and do what they do. And that really has been, I think, the Achilles heel to the entire season, to me at least, because week four, they lost Rodney Hudson, the starting setter. Week five, they lost Justin Pugh, their starting left guard. Week eight, they lost DJ Humphreys, their franchise left tackle. And then, of course, they lost Will Hernandez. And that's 80% of your offensive line right there. And I know people don't want to hear that, and that's fine. If you don't want to hear it, that's great. I understand why you don't want to hear it. There are excuses, and then there are reasons. And the Arizona Cardinals, to me at least, there's a reason why this offense has sputtered. And it really was supposed to be the strength of the Arizona Cardinals coming into this season, Barry. Their offense was going to win games. Their offense was going to carry them. And their offense got off to a very bad start. That is um, on them. They have to wear that. They have to admit it and walk through it. But, man, I'll tell you, their offensive line falling apart, that really had an awful lot to do with the rest of the season. Ron Wolfley joining us on KTR. All right, so, Wolf, let, let's look forward here. Obviously, the rest of this season is is lost. We'll still watch the games, but it's it's going to be painful. And, uh, you know, some folks going to say every loss is better. We get a better draft pick. But let, let's look forward to next year. Um, uh, you know, the Cardinals gave Steve Kime and, and Cliff Kingsbury long-term extensions. Uh, do, you, do you expect to see them back next year, or is it something where ownership just basically, for the fans, has to make a change because this year was so bad? Yeah, that is the great question that everybody is asking right now, Barry. Um, I have to tell you, Steve Kime is a friend of mine. I wish him well. I am praying for him. Uh, Yet at the same time, uh, he took a leave of absence because of health issues. And I don't know if we're going to see Steve Kime back for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, I do believe, will be back. For the Cardinals, and a lot of it has got to do with Kyler Murray. Um, it's one of the reasons why Cliff Kingsbury was brought in here. We all know that uh, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, um, they got into a screaming match, yeah. of course, and they did it on nationally t- uh, national television. Uh, that happens all the time, can I say? It was unfortunate that it happened the way that it did in front of the cameras nationally, but I think they have a pretty good working relationship. 
And I think because of that, Cliff Kingsbury ultimately is going to be given the opportunity to fix Kyler Murray going forward. Uh, Wolf, do you, do you think if, if, if uh, and, and I agree with you and join you in, in wishing Steve Kime uh, nothing but the best, but if, in fact, we end up with a new general manager, uh, it, I mean, obviously, he's going to want to bring in his own coach, right? I mean, that's a natural occurrence. You, you think Kingsbury survives even if that occurs? Yeah, that is, I I don't know, honestly. Um, You know, the speculation that is out there right now, if in fact you're going to have a general manager, I know that Quentin Harris, of course, and uh, Adrian Wilson, these guys are being considered right now. They're manning the fort, so to speak, a co-general mannership that is going on on an interim basis right now. Um you know, what's going to happen with that? We're going to have to wait and see. Will Michael Bidwell hire one of those guys? If, in fact, Steve Kime is not going to come back, I don't know. Um, will he go outside the organization? We're going to have to wait and see. Sean Payton, of course, has been rumored to be tied with the Arizona Cardinals. So if that happens, all bets are off. But I really don't see a seismic shift happening. I think Michael Bidwell is going to hire one of these guys as his general manager, and I think Cliff Kingsbury will be back, because now you've got a franchise quarterback that you paid $230 million to, that now suddenly you're going to pull the rug out from under his feet, you're going to change the offense when he's really not going to get the opportunity to go out there and work it in the offseason and rep it in the offseason. That's that's quite the reach, if you ask me, Barry. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great point, Wolf. Ron Wolfley joining us here on on KTAR. All right, so let me ask you last question. Uh, you, you've been watching the team all year, uh, going into this draft. What is or trades? But what is the number one need for the Arizona Cardinals going into next season? Man, they need an offensive lineman. If you ask me, yeah. they need an offensive lineman. They need a defensive lineman, meaning a edge rusher. Um, those two things, I think, more than anything else, is what they need. All right, Ron Wolfley, uh, you can hear him on 98.7 Arizona Sports. As always, Wolf, great to have you, and Merry Christmas. Okay, you too. Merry Christmas, Barry. All right, there you have it, folks. Ron Wolfley on uh, his weekly segment with Broomhead. And good, always good to hear from Wolf. Just uh, wish it was under better better times, that's for sure. All right, coming up, uh, I don't know if you heard about this yet. There was a flight from Phoenix to Hawaii. Many of us have taken that flight, right? And uh, something happened on the flight uh, where 36 people were injured, 11 seriously injured. Uh, we're going to tell you what happened and talk a little bit about these flights. Stay with us. I'm Barry Markson in for Broomhead. It's KTAR. and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Barry Markson in for Broomhead, and thanks for joining us. Uh, Coming up at 11 o'clock, you don't want to miss this, the January 6th uh, committee will have their final hearing, and they're going to make criminal recommendations, criminal referrals to the Justice Department, and uh, reporting is it'll be, uh, those will include Donald Trump and potentially some of his underlings. So we'll have that for you live here on KTAR. 
K-T-A-R. Uh, as we speak, uh, we are monitoring live the motion to dismiss in the Kerry Lake lawsuit, her election lawsuit. Uh, her lawyer now trying to make his case. Uh, they keep saying it's not fraud, but really what they have to prove in Arizona law under the statute, they basically have to prove law. They have to prove that it, or excuse me, have to prove fraud uh, and uh, intent. So they have to prove that there are people in the county, in essence, because they're suing Maricopa County uh, and the Secretary of State's office, that there were people who acted fraudulently and with intent to change the outcome of this election. If they can't do that, uh, by clear and convincing evidence, which is the criminal level stat- criminal level standard of evidence, very high standard, uh, they lose. <laughs> that's that's it. It's a very difficult, uh, winning an election contest in Arizona is very difficult. Uh, the law takes a presumption, informs the courts to take a presumption that the, uh, that the election was run uh, ethically and appropriately, and you have to prove otherwise. And uh, there, at least from what I'm seeing and hearing so far, that doesn't seem to be happening. But we'll continue to keep you up to date uh, on this motion uh, and oral argument on the, the motions to dismiss the lawsuit and whether Kerry Lake's election lawsuit will survive the day. Um, this is uh, this is interesting. Everybody's okay overall, so it, it's an interesting story to talk about. But a recent flight uh, uh, from Phoenix to Hawaii, uh, more than three dozen people were hurt on this flight uh, when they got some severe turbulence. This was just yesterday, and it was a Hawaiian Airlines flight, uh, 238 passengers, and uh, they hit some major, major turbulence. And when that happened... Um, there were some injuries. Eleven of them were serious injuries, including a 14-year-old and, a, and an infant, I think. And it's it's one of those – I don't know if you've ever been on a plane where super, like some real turbulence hits. Like we all know when it kind of gets a little rocky, right, and the, the pilot tells you to sit in your seat. Uh, but it's uh, – when the real turbulence hit, it can really throw the plane around a little bit. Um, and – it's a. Uh, you, it's funny. On a normal year, by the way, turbulence only hurts about in all the flights that are going on about fifty eight people a year, right? I mean, that's almost nothing in the in the scheme of all the bazillion flights that we fly here in the United States on an annual basis. So to have thirty six people hurt on one flight is pretty uh, is a pretty amazing thing. Uh, in this instance, it was unstable air and weather conditions around Hawaii that did it. Um, there was no warning of that coming, so it wasn't like the pilot said, "Hang on, and you know, get your seatbelt on." Uh, they just kind of went through this weird air and it all happened the seatbelt sign was on uh, but guess what some people who were injured most of the people who were injured did not have their seatbelt on and and that's you know i have a story about this when i when i was flying one time years and years ago i was flying a business to like wyoming or something and i had i was on one of those smaller jets you know what i mean the um uh not a it wasn't a private jet it was a it was a commercial jet it was like american eagle or one of those smaller planes that they fly and um we hit this. We hit this turbulence, and they had just you know walked around giving everybody a soft drink or something. And and I always remember this. We hit this turbulence, and we just dropped really hard, really fast. And I saw a guy cross the aisle from me and ahead of me. I saw one guy like he didn't have a seatbelt down. He flew out of his seat and hit his head like above him, and then back into the seat. He was okay. And other people like were holding our drinks. And like I think I had a Diet Coke or something, and you could see I was holding the cup, and the liquid flew out of the cup and then came back down. It was incredible. So it it taught me like when they when they tell you to put your seatbelt on and to have your seatbelt on all the time, uh, if you're not getting up and moving around, that's why. Because on occasion that's going to happen. It doesn't happen very often, but when it does happen, boy, it'll throw you around that plane. And uh, that was I, I I still remember seeing that guy fly right out of his seat, hit his head, and then fl- and right back down. And he. Was was fine. It shook him up a little bit, but he was fine. Um, 
So that's apparently kind of what happened here. It sounds even worse than that. So the seatbelt sign was on. The people who ended up being hurt didn't have their seatbelts on. Um, they flew into something, and uh, and people were hurt. So it looks like everybody's going to be okay. Uh, hopefully that's the case. Certainly don't want anybody on a trip to Hawaii to, to really get well anywhere, to really get injured. But um, I think the moral of the story is, if you're flying, put your keep your seatbelt on unless you're uh, you know unless you're getting up to move around the plane, right? That's that's the whole thing. Um, and and listen to that. They're always you know, they're always talking about safety on these planes, and I think all of us take it for granted, right? I know we do. The, they talk about safety, and the the flight attendant gets up there and tells you to read a little card. Again, nobody even pays attention. I, I I always feel so bad for them. I actually try to look up at least and uh, at least pretend to pay attention when that's going on. But it, it's important to do. I sat in an exit seat recently. Have you have you done that? The exit row. Have you ever sat in one of those exit rows? And they come over, and by law, they have to get an affirmative response from everybody in that exit row that says, yes, you are willing to uh, serve in the exit row to open the door and do the other thing, uh, whatever needs to be done in the case of an emergency. And everybody has to say, yes, I, I will do that, yes. And I've seen them wake people up to say yes. It's it's really kind of an amazing thing, but I guarantee you most of the people sitting in that exit row have no idea what they were, what they're basically signing up to do. In the event of an actual emergency, where that where that exit uh, uh, door is going to be open and people have to get off, it's a it's, it's a very interesting uh, very interesting how we fly around on these things. But uh, hopefully, everybody on this trip to Hawaii from Phoenix is okay uh, and comes out of this all right. And uh, and hopefully, all the rest of us remember to wear our seatbelts uh, when we're flying around. All right, coming up uh, on the big program here at eleven o'clock, KTR is going to cover the January sixth hearing. We're going to have that live for you, uh, and you're going to hear something historic in the two hundred and almost fifty year history of our country. Uh, it has never happened before where Congress has made a criminal referral to the Justice Department of a former president. By reports, that is what's going to happen today. And we'll have it here for you live on KTR. And, and then coming up, uh, we are going to talk right after the news here at 10 with Jeff Munn uh, about Title 42 and what's going on at our border. It, it's a, it's, it, the shenanigans down there are incredible. And what's going to happen this week on Wednesday uh, when Title 42 expires is going to be an influx of people that we are not able to take, uh, that we're not able to handle at the border. It's going to go up some 18,000 people a day at our border trying to get in. These are asylum seekers. We're going to talk about this uh, and what should be done and what could be done, uh, but also how this is going to affect Arizona. We're going to talk about that right after the news. Title 42 set to expire here in just two days and its effects on Arizona. That comes next. I'm Barry Markson uh, in for Broomhead. Stay with us. Lots of stuff still to come and we'll continue to keep you up to date on the Carrie Lake motion to dismiss her lawsuit which is happening as we speak. Uh, KTR has all the updates. Stay with us.